I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Live exclusively for WCPT in Chicago, standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. And sitting down. Okay, can we can we just start the show off with um, a, a, a general uh, critique um, of the presidency? And then we'll get very specific. Um, in, the, in the overall defense, the fallback in the last couple of weeks since the fallout of the, uh, the um, you know, the, the whole Ukraine scandal as it is ratcheted up from the whistleblower. Now we find out there's another whistleblower waiting in the wings who had, uh, wait for it, firsthand knowledge was actually on the phone call. Um, similar to uh, Mike Pompeo, who was also on the call. <laughs> um, You've got a real uh, Jeff Goldblum vibe going. At the- yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Mike but Pompeo. but uh, I'll, I'll tell you what the problem is. Um, so uh, <laughs> aside hey, what's from that, that you got on in the background, is that Fox News? Yeah, totally. No, it's uh, I think they're just playing clips. It's MSNBC. There's apparently uh, something. Um, they're talking about Sanders. Uh, we're, we're glad he's all right. It was officially a heart attack. They were a little, you know, um, dicey about that, uh, you know, and talking about it. Um, but now they've cleared the air. They've come out and said directly it was indeed a heart attack. It never looks good when you have one of those on the campaign trail, especially when age is such an issue. Um, but he recovered. He got a stint. By Did the way, come out pretty hard against Hillary's stuff. Uh, everybody did. Remember, she had Parkinson's and uh, seizure disorders and pneumonia and uh, and, hep C and she's like wearing some and, sort of weird oxygen backpack and a wooden leg like and uh, like yeah, Bruder films. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've heard Look like here when she's getting on the plane, there's yeah, right. like being assisted. Right. We have the documents of uh, Hillary so sick she get. And by the way, have you seen her lately? Pretty spry. Anyways, don't get me distracted because it's it's so hard to unpack. A bunch of this, but I would but I like better disconnect right now. Well, I was. Yeah, that's true. I was. By the way, <laughs> for those of you asking, I'm in San Francisco right now. I've got two shows tonight at Cobb's. Um, had two last night. Fantastic shows. It was great. Always love being here. However, I will say being in San Francisco just had an earthquake. That's right. Just literally as I'm prepping for the show. It was like the hotel was hit by a bus. The whole building just went boom. Um, and so. If that happens on uh, the actual feed, if it's, you know, it was like a 3.6 or something. And I lived through the 92, uh, you know, seven. So I don't care. Like anything less than a five is like I, it should have a snooze button attached. But you could hear people running down the hallway who had never experienced, you know, visitors, people who are just coming to California. They were, you know, they were like, we came here for a vacation, not for a roller coaster ride, you know. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. So. Let's be abundantly clear. Um, the the president's defense currently, after all this stuff has started to roll out, um, besides, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's technically his third defense after sweating and gesticulating because these are these are the two main <laughs> tack points. His, yeah, that's his initial fallback. I gotta say, he's been way sweatier lately. It's a it's a fairly consistent thing. Anyways is 
this was not about Biden. This was not about folks. This is about corruption. Okay, you, you ask a question, you, corruption, okay? This is not, we should be after, because I hate corruption. If there's one thing I, Donald Trump, hate more than anything, it's corruption, which is... If somebody else gets away with corruption when I don't. Oh, it's aggravating, right. Oh, yeah. Forget the jealousy that he seems to have every time he mentions how much money other people make. Yeah. It's, you ever notice that? Like, when he, he almost seems shocked He's like, these businesses just started and they're already making money. Like this is the failed casino magnate and him coming out. You know what I mean? This is the guy. This is Trump stakes talking. This is Trump Airlines talking like I started all this stuff and none of it made money for years. I had to shuffle stuff around my charity just to pay for this stuff. Like, meanwhile, (laughs) you know, he's mad that, that Hunter Biden was on the board of a company that made money. So anyways, he his big thing is I hate corruption. He hates it. Hate this is it is my job, my duty to to ferret out corruption wherever I've said it, wherever I see it, there's corruption. There's corruption. You you ask the question. Now you stop talking. Shut up, reporter. I'll tell you when. I hate corruption. I'm you know, I hate the press because they keep talking about my corruption. And his and the entirety of his very strong and passionate feeling about corruption his his it just it, it is the bane of his existence corruption so much so it keeps him awake at night this is he goes i don't care this was a direct quote i don't care about politics i don't care about anything what i care about is corruption Right. That was his thing. Literally, when he's yelling in front of the helicopter. And first of all, I don't care about anything. I think might be the truest thing he's ever said. But <laughs> I don't care about politics. I don't care about anything. All I care about is corruption. OK, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if that was the case, if, if, if that was the case, <laughs> then, then the first place you would go to deal with that corruption might be not setting up a back channel to Vladimir Putin. Maybe wouldn't make you argue for 10 minutes on a phone call with Theresa May. Someone, by the way, politically, you're on the same side as, you know, this is not the, the, Obviously, apparently, according to this, uh, the, uh, one of the Washington, I think it was a New York Times article, like he has an issue on the phone with um, with female leaders in general. But the fact that he was he took 10 minutes out of a call with Theresa May to argue that Russia didn't kill two of its own citizens on her, you know, in her country on her watch. When she's like, okay. no, I, I believe um, actually, Mr. Trump, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um can you wipe some of the mucus off the phone? I can't really hear you from the screaming and the sweating and the whatever that noise is and the sniffing. Listen, um, wow, yeah. How hickory to just not bribe you. Holy moly, Hal. Oh, yeah? What are you doing? Oh, look at that. I, 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 I have not seen that, but thank you for the heads up. Um, <laughs> and, and well, we always count on now, Vickery. I'm here to dig out corruption where I can to make up wherever my political opponents could possibly have engaged in it. This like that's I hate corruption if I don't get my takes. Huh? Right. Yeah. So he said, I hate corruption. Yeah. So he's talking to Theresa May. 
And he says he doesn't buy that Russia killed two of their own citizens. Like, and it's it's not even a question. And again, it would be one thing if this was a you know the the liberals ran uh, the the country. You know, they ran England at the time. They had control over things, and he was arguing with a leader that was at opposition to him. But he's not right. She's a conservative too. And he has this thing uh, like, uh, well, let me continue down the list, by the way. He likes Duterte, who uh, guns down extrajudicially, murders people suspected of drug dealing, just shoots them in the street. No trials. No Judiciously mean like like he's 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 really, really, really judicious. Really That's right. He's super judicious. <laughs> That, I think it's of you are doing more than even anyone would want. You've got you're super judicious. Um, he 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 and I mean, Putin himself by, you know, like the fact that you would set up a back channel that you would set um, Jared Kushner on this project in general to set up a back channel to vladimir putin but corruption drives you nuts you don't care about politics you don't care about anything you care about corruption but your first order of business is always like flagellating yourself in front of vladimir putin insisting he never did anything wrong siding against your own intelligence and law enforcement officials in the face of him having two hour conversations and burning the notes, but corruption drives you nuts. It keeps you awake at night. You must be, you tortured soul, you poor, poor man that you can't possibly. No, you sound fabulous to me. So, um, yeah, but if you want to put some glisten on there, I'm dude, I'm all for it. So (laughs) I really tried. (laughs) Oh, you did. Yeah, it's going to I can hear it on my monitor, but not. Oh, that's sad. You'll, you'll find a way to feed it through. We got to take a break anyways. Let's take a break real quick. And then I want to go into hey, the. Can I pee during the break? I don't know if you can. You may. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a I'll question. That's a question I can't answer. Oh, only Mother Nature. Um, you can let us know on the other side of the break, though. Please keep us. Why not keep a journal? Um, that's right. You know, um, we'll be back right after this. I, Rudy Giuliani and Manafort. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. We'll we'll talk about this after the break. Holy smokes! We'll be back. Picture your face in the mirror. You see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet or large under eye bags? Well, imagine they're gone. And I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery, just gone in minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in minutes. It's, it's the edge you're looking for. Simply put, you'll be blown away by the results. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself out at work or with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody knows you're using it, unless, of course, you tell them, which is sort of bragging. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning code SEXYLIBERAL. Liberal. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. 
Rudy Giuliani. All right. So we all got to watch as Rudy Giuliani uh, was on his uh, disassembly tour. I almost said disassembly tour. Disassembly tour where he just went out and in the midst of making crazy viral videos by being a maniac on camera on umpteen shows because they like having him on because of the the like idiocracy level nonsense that he, you know, I mean, the the famous one over the last couple of weeks is this Did one. Did you t- ask the Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden? No, actually, I didn't. So you did ask Ukraine to look into Joe Biden. Of course I did. You just okay, said so, you didn't. <laughs> so, right. I mean, it's a hot cut right there. Oh, it's a hot cut. It's a, I mean, uh, we're playing the hits today. And everybody knows that, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff you're guaranteed when Rudy Giuliani goes on television. And that's why they keep booking him. Now, understand that he is effectively over the last little bit turned into um, sort of like the deflated balloon version of Alex Jones. Like, you know, you know, if you, if you took the, the, the puffy, um, I didn't know I had a shellfish allergy before I tucked into this giant pile of ceviche, um, Alex Jones, and you just hit him with a pin, like an old Warner brothers cartoon. And he went, you'd have Rudy Giuliani. Right. Um, and the, uh, over the last couple of weeks, like his job has been get on the news, say a bunch of gnarly, ridiculous stuff, but plant in there all these conspiracy things about the Bidens and Ukraine. Yep. Um, the the problem I see, and there's a couple of them, but the problem with this has been is that, and I told everybody about this last week, I was like, this is his whole job right now. This is really Giuliani's entire job is to go on television and create seeds of doubt with this kind of Alex Jonesy, I have the documents nonsense, right? He's got affidavits he's waving around that are, you know, have lines like they're redacted to make them look genuine to anybody who's looking at them. But the truth is, uh, first of all, all of these affidavits are from people who were driven out of power because they served Yanukovych, the guy, the the leader of Ukraine, who was uh, basically Putin's puppet in the country and who who Paul Manafort worked for. So in the process of, of like gathering these affidavits and getting who to talk to, Giuliani was meeting with Paul Manafort in jail. He was, I mean, he's, remember, by the way, Trump hates corruption. His, his, his campaign manager is in jail for being an unregistered foreign agent and uh, not reporting money he got under the table from a foreign country on his taxes. And by the way, at the time he was getting that money, the, 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 uh, the leadership of that country was a sock puppet for the Russian government, right? And in the attempt for them to reclaim that territory. And they were driven out by the people. Paul Manafort, who famously... Um, was responsible, came up with the idea, apparently, for putting agent provocateurs into the crowds of the protesters protesting against Yanukovych so that they would give a, a, a reason for the government forces to open fire on the people there, resulting in several deaths. So Manafort, in many ways, is 
is in an OJ situation right now where he, he got away with murder, but he went to jail for money stuff, you know, for other crimes. So Giuliani is again, the president's quote unquote personal lawyer. This is, I mean, this is, this is Giuliani. Um, make what's Giuliani's job, right? This is, if you ask him, here's what Why he says. Why am I doing it, Laura? Can't you figure it out? I'm his defense lawyer. No. I'm defending him. He's my client. I don't know. Only Donald Trump is not entitled to a defense in America. Okay. So, <laughs> so Rudy Giuliani is, is traveling to Ukraine um, and Italy and meeting with uh, people that Paul Manafort has hooked him up with and, you know, with coordinated by Trump's State Department to ferret out corruption because because Trump hates corruption so much Uh that he has to send him after. And the two areas, you know, the two points of corruption that drive him crazy, not Kim Jong-un's abject control of his country and the basic slavery of every human being in that country, not the fact that he murdered his way into the leadership and yet Trump can, quote, fall in love and write beautiful letters. He hates corruption so much. He... fell in love with Kim Jong-un. Um, not the fact that, uh, that Vladimir Putin, for example, um, doesn't let people run against him, (laughs) just jails them for being his opposite. You're like, by the way, jealous much that honestly, the Republicans are that. Yeah. the, the, The Republicans look at, at Vladimir Putin, how he runs his country. Like, Oh, if only, Oh, that would be so sweet. If you could just, can you imagine a giant white ethno state with tons of oil and they, and, and no pride parades. And if Muslims ever took over a place, you just firebomb the whole place with everybody inside. Like, like, does that not sound like the fever dream of the modern Republican party? Like, yeah. So, so, but Trump hates corruption so much. He sends Giuliani on this mission. And the two main points is Joe Biden, his son, was involved in a in a company that, it, by the way, that in an allied country, in a country we are direct allies with. We are, you know, we are partners with Ukraine in its defense against Russia. Meanwhile, his Trump's own daughter is getting uh, trademarks and and businesses cleared in China right now, who we are in a tariff war and a trade war with, and who are, are effectively we are at odds with uh, completely on the governmental spectrum as a democracy versus a communist country. In theory, that's okay, but but because Biden's son worked with a company in a country we're good with, for the most part. You know, when they're not sock puppeted by Russia, I suppose uh, <laughs> that that's a problem. But the second point that he brought up, and this is like this is the one that I think it got second tier. It's in the phone call that Trump mentions. It's the first thing he mentions before the dot, dot, dot redacted. He pulled back stuff. He said he mentions CrowdStrike right now. You keep hearing CrowdStrike and it sounds like it's one of those things like like Watergate or or uh, I guess 
WikiLeaks even. There's an element of it has a a, a lightning like word to it. You just kind of oh that's a oh CrowdStrike that sounds terrible right. And CrowdStrike is is a company the DNC hired as a security firm to protect them. Uh, in or about or around the, when they were attacked by Guccifer 2.0 um, and the, uh, you know, the, when the Russians hacked the DNC. Okay. And the, I have had a hard time. Do you know the conspiracy theory around CrowdStrike at all? Do you know what that story is? No, I don't know that one at all. Cause I think that's, I think that's the, more the point even than the Biden storyline, way more important. Let's let's be honest. Okay, there are two points in this. One is get rid of your main political opponent, and they believe they have. By the way, they believe this worked that that it damaged Biden enough over the next little bit, and they they are presuming the White House that he will not be the front runner anymore by doing this. This is how they took Biden out and they believe it to be successful currently. I think there's some question about that. I think there's very, there's, it's very uh, easy to assume that there will be kind of a rubber band effect for Biden over the next month. We'll see. But the other point was this whole crowd, crowd strike thing. And like, why is that important? Why the hell is, um, uh, is, you know, this at the front of his mind, so what is the CrowdStrike conspiracy theory? So the crowd, the idea is generally that CrowdStrike is a company that the DNC worked with that that Trump and other conspiracy nuts allege is a Ukrainian-based company that was a cybersecurity company, which for the record, it isn't. It's based in California. They also say it's owned a Ukrainian billionaire like that's the Trump even says that, you know, there's a very rich person in your country who has the server. It, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about. And by the way, there's what they're saying is 20 minutes missing from the conversation in his little redacted memo about what's in that call. That's all during the section um, where they they basically broomed out stuff where he's been talking about this dude. Right. So they've just left enough in to leave the seeds of stuff. And if you hear more of it, you'll just know how it's nonsense. But the so it's he believes it's owned by the it's a Ukrainian based company. It's not um, based in California that its owner is a Ukrainian millionaire. He's not. He's a he he's an American citizen who was born in Russia, who lives in California. His name is Dmitry. So they immediately think. And by the way, if we if we're going to start having problems with Russians conducting business in the United States, I'm all ears. Like, yes, please explain to me your issue, Mr. President, with Russians in the country. So um, doing business. And so. But the idea is that this guy's a Ukrainian millionaire and he's uh, he's in charge of this whole crowd striking. He's not. He's an American citizen and it's a publicly traded company. You can buy stock in CrowdStrike. It is not a solely owned company like, I don't know, the Trump organization which is it, it doesn't have to answer to shareholders and can run a permanent deficit and never, ever, ever have a day of profit 
in its entire existence. Um, we have to take a break. When we come back, um, I want to talk about how the purpose of the CrowdStrike conspiracy, the goal of it overall, why he keeps mentioning it, and why it ultimately is such an ego dig for him that that's what got him into trouble this time when he had gotten away with it all. We'll be back. It's the Alice Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Now let's get back with Hellsparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, I'm Hal Sparks. Uh, Johnny Million is with us. And in the next hour, by the way, the lovely and talented Jackie Schechner will be joining us. Um, for at the top. That's right. We're going to have a guest on the show. Jackie Schechner. I know. She's fantastic. And if it, if it works, it's 100% due to our patrons making it possible. And if it doesn't work, it's all my fault. <laughs> Technologically speaking. So, but we'll make it happen. I'm excited about it. Okay. So some politician you are. It, yeah. Well, I, I think that's, you know, take complete responsibility for all the failures and, mm. and, and congratulate everyone else for the successes. I think that's a, that's, that's a nice thing to do. Um, so, so Giuliani is, is traipsing around the world at the behest of Donald Trump. And again, his, his argument, remember, is, He's just a country lawyer. Or can't you figure it out? I'm his defense lawyer. Right. So he's going around the country as Trump's defense attorney. Now, Trump no longer needs a defense attorney in the Mueller case because there was no there were no charges filed. This that that case for better or worse, and I personally believe there's plenty, not only in the second part about the obstruction of justice stuff to impede on, but in the first part, all the areas where like, we didn't find any evidence. It's like, no, 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 we didn't find enough evidence. It's not that we didn't find any evidence. And then we, part of the obstruction thing is because these guys hid the other evidence that would have given us enough evidence. So, you know, that, that in and of itself, let's be honest, there was plenty there that it, if, if he was a Democrat, they'd eaten him all, all alive. But so Trump, though, um, Rudy is having this thing where he's, you know, I'm just his defense attorney. You know, I'm defending my my client. Um, you know, I, I, you know, this is my I'm this is my client. Um, but then all of a sudden, it comes out like, why? You know, the State Department that there's inner like. Uh, like memos within there and text messages and stuff coming out from the State Department. And in it is all Rudy Giuliani's fault. Well, here, here he is on, on Ingram. Remember, he's simply acting as the president's defense attorney, right? That's it. Just remember that. He, he did all of this, one U.S. official said. This wow. show that we're in, it's him injecting himself into the process, uh, insiders saying, you muck this up, your response. Man, I really did. And you know who I did it at the request of? The State Department. I never talked to a Ukrainian official until the State Department called me and asked me to do it. And then I reported every combination back to them. And uh, Laura, I'm a pretty good lawyer, just a country lawyer, but it's all here, oh, right here. Uh, the, the first call from the State Department. Okay, so let's be really clear right now. 
That that nullifies his I'm the president's defense attorney. I'm defending the president. He is basically working as an unvetted, uh, unconfirmed ambassador slash envoy on behalf of the State Department. And as an a a an intern for the State Department, because he's an unemployed, you know, he's an unpaid employee. As an as a fresh out of college country lawyer getting an internship at the State Department, who's sent to a foreign country to engage in legal diplomacy with a country that is at war with a country that attacked our elections. Hmm. Um, I, I have news for Rudy Giuliani. Um, one, you're a terrible lawyer. You're really bad at your job. Um, but that won't matter because you just admitted on television and by offering up your phone, I guess, tacitly that there is evidence therein that you were not in this entire process acting as the defense attorney of the president. You were acting as an unemployed, as an unpaid envoy on behalf of the State Department to which all of your conversations are not covered by attorney client privilege. None of this stuff. And he even says, I never contacted one Ukraine official until the State Department asked me to. But that's it. That's that's his whole, you know, I'm not going to show up for a subpoena. I'm going to protect like his attorney must have just head desks so hard right now, like Rudy Giuliani, because he has an attorney now. Um, that guy must be just slamming his head against a telephone pole outside of Rudy Giuliani's office right now and has been since he was on Laura Ingram's show because that his defense as that he's a defense lawyer gone useless. Um, and this is this, you know, and this seems to be a, a, a strategy within the White House, which is say the quiet part loud as a defense. So this week, Trump comes out and says, you know, not only should Ukraine look into it, but China as well. China, you should, you know, China, if you're listening effectively, um, you you need to look into this. Um, you should investigate Biden because, and the amazing part about this, and I played these clips last week when he first said them, but this whole like, I did like, you know, um, China, you know, his, his son, Gets gets tens of thousands of dollars and he's incompetent. Like, really? Really? We want to talk about people who get money who are incompetent? Ask Deutsche Bank how they feel about the money they gave you. Um, it can't, do, can't even do his job. Fresh, you know, he's he, like basically denigrating Hunter Biden, you know, calling him useless and stupid and all these things, you know. Um, when Eric Trump is on TV calling, never mind. Anyway, so. <laughs> They're basically breaking on that he didn't deserve this position and that he didn't deserve uh, the, the money that he got in this position. Again, glass houses, glass skyscrapers at this point. But the, and, and obviously tinged with some sort of weird jealousy about the whole thing, like the way Trump talks about it. But as soon as he starts to talk about what it is, he doesn't go. 
he was he got paid when he was incompetent as as payback for you know something that they got in exchange um you know the i guess the one areas where they're saying the prosecutor got fired but they weren't going to get the aid until they did that order that's by the way all the other european union countries also wanted that dude gone not because he was uh, he was overzealous in his prosecution, but that he didn't prosecute corruption. That was the problem. He was a Russian sock puppet who wouldn't go after the people who were fleecing the country and snaking money out of the country and leaving Ukraine pants in front of Russia, which was the, Vladimir Putin's entire ploy, which is also, by the way, um, you know, well, I don't want to get too distracted. On that. So Trump. Every time he says this, like he's, he starts talking about Biden or Hunter Biden, he just kind of cuts off in the middle of he made lots of money like that in and of itself is indicative of a crime. Well, that's the only way he did. Right. Exactly. Like I never made an honest dollar in my life. Why would anybody else be expected to? Mm-hmm. So he, he keeps doing that and then immediately pivots not on some sort of evidentiary element of it. But just that kids and losers didn't deserve the money and so much money like he you, there's this weird like, what the heck? I want some part of it. And then he goes and they should look into him. Just basically planning conspiracy theories and then going leaving it. You know, I'll just leave it there. That whole thing. And going after this idea that China itself should who we are in right now in trade negotiations with. Um, basically letting them know like, Hey, we'll give you a little, I'll, I'll let you off the hook for a couple of these things. You know how, um, I fixed some of the tariffs so that they wouldn't affect my daughter's apparel business. For example, um, I took the stuff that she sells off the tariff list. Um, that kind of thing. We can work something like that out. If you guys feel like looking into, uh, you know, my opponent and his kid right ahead of the election. And this, the whole timeline of this, so these new text messages come out and we got to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk about these new text messages that come out and how Trump is like, I only saw one text message, the one where they said no quid pro quo, none of that, like, which that one, that specific one, we'll talk about all the rest of them, came out September 9th. Huh. And and said, "Hey, we need to stop texting right after, right in the same text message." Yeah, we'll there was no quid pro quo. Pre- no, no, no. The president doesn't want a quid pro quo. Oh, by no means. I mean, this is completely all about board. P.S. Call me. Don't don't type this. Stop typing things. You're gonna, you know, September 9th is when that happens. Uh, you know, weeks after the whistleblower account had already started to surface, and people were starting to jump ship. Bill Taylor specifically going, I'm if if we do this, Rush is happy and I quit. Already Sondland knew that people were starting to jump ship and he's like, I need something on record that starts doing a little CYA. P.S. Call me. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's the Sports Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, on WCBD Radio, Chicago Progressive Talk. Become a Patreon today, patreon.com slash HalSparks. Now let's get back to HalSparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yes, let's. So, um, obviously, there has been um, just 
craziness going around this, like in the the obfuscation and the like. I, I forget who said it this week, but they called it the cap system, which is uh, uh, confuse, admit, and point. Like basically, like if you get caught doing something, just throw up a smoke screen of nonsense. Then yeah. admit it boldly in a way that people are like Jesus. If it was a crime, nobody'd say that out loud. And then that. yeah, and then uh, and then point and then blame somebody else. Go, you might want to get Pence's emails. I'm just saying, like you throw someone under the bus oh, rather so harshly. All right, so okay. tell me about the the hand gestures. What's going on there? Oh, uh, we'll we'll talk about the, that in the post show a little bit because oh, that's a whole. You have to kind of watch it. So like that's the whole thing. But Trump's. Um, his hand gestures have gotten much more telling. Um, you can watch the interviews that he gives um, and he's who he's picking and when, when he goes out to the helipad so he can scream essentially and not seem unhinged. Um, but that's, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. So <laughs> that whole thing is just so he can talk over the helipad. Yeah. Just so he can yell. Um, yeah. Without seeming nuts. Um, you know what? It seems so weird when he yells like that, when we're in a room, you know what? Have him talk in front of the helicopter. Cause then at least it seems like he's speaking at a in his reality. That's right. So these, these text messages come out between, uh, Andrew Yermak, Kurt Volker, uh, Rudy Giuliani, um, Gordon Sondland, and uh, Bill Taylor, and basically, like, there's a, the the Democrats, Schiff, and everybody. They have all of them, right? But they released excerpts of them um, from, and they don't they don't have everything. They have everything that, was, that Volcker provided. So Volcker may still be holding some stuff back, um, but in general. Remember, Rudy Giuliani never talked to a Ukrainian official until the State Department asked him to. And according to him, it's all on his phone from the very first call, the very first meeting. So, again, he is not acting as the president's defense attorney. He is acting as an unpaid envoy of the State Department in the same way, by the way, that um, Kurt Volker technically was. Now, I don't know if Volker was paid as an envoy in this period, but he was not officially an ambassador to Ukraine um, because we uh, lost our ambassador to Ukraine because uh, Pete Sessions wrote a letter to the president saying, she's been talking crap about you. You, I think she's biased. You might want to fire her. Um, In private, apparently she's not, she wasn't a fan. Um, And, and why a woman, in the in in the president's orbit, who had to deal with him with any regularity, wouldn't speak glowingly of him at all times. I'll never know. But in the process, all these uh, things start coming up, and so uh, Yermak, who is uh, the uh, aide to the Ukrainian president uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, the fellow we've seen, the teeny little guy who um, once. Um, as a comedian uh, who <clears throat> became president of his country, I certainly see as a role model, um, was on basically their word version of like Ukraine's got talent, um, playing the piano with a friend of his with their uh, genitals. You'll have to look it oh, up. Okay. Yeah, they have one of those like comedy things where like their arms are to their sides and they're standing in front of a piano, like hopping oh, back and forth. Oh, it's. 
classic. Uh, Laurel, it's like Laurel and Hardy meets Debbie Does Dallas. It's so unfortunate and yet perfect in its own way. Um, and and quite Eastern European in its uh, comedic take. But he, the, this guy, Yermak, is the, you know, is, is basically the executive assistant to him, I think. Is, is, yeah, he's, the, he's his main aide. And um, Volker introduced Giuliani to Yermak. And then he goes, Mr. Mayor, Really enjoyed breakfast this morning. Um, as discussed, connecting you here with Andre Yermak, who is very close to President Zelensky. I suggest we schedule a call together on Monday, maybe 10 or 11 a.m. Washington time. Kurt. OK, so this phone call is Volker, even at this point, is saying, hey, man, I'll set up this phone call, but I'm going to need to be on it. So this on two fronts, one, Giuliani is not acting as a personal defense attorney because Volker is not letting him. He is saying, I'll connect you with this dude, but I'd like to be on the call, too. You're acting as some sort of weird, you know, secondary State Department official. And I'm going to need to hear what you say to him because you talk a lot of crap all the time on television. And if you go off the rails, I need to know where the train crashed. So uh, Volker sends him another one. Can we do can we three do a call tomorrow, say noon, Washington? Gordon Sondland says, uh, looks like POTUS call tomorrow. I, I spike directly to Zelensky. He spoke directly to Zelensky and gave him a full briefing. Quote, he's got it. Sure. Volker says, good. OK, so Sondland, by the way, who is our ambassador to the EU, why he is involved in Ukraine is anybody's guess. We have an envoy. Volker is the envoy. Uh, I, there is no particular reason why Gordon Sondland is involved in this issue at all. Um, but uh, Kurt Volker says, good, had breakfast with Rudy this morning, which is, I feel so bad for Kurt Volker at this point. Um, can, oh man, can you imagine? A pleasant person to eat across from. Can you imagine watching him eat yogurt with anything in it? Just the so what a freak. Eggs. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh, so, cool. yeah. Um, good. Had breakfast with Rudy this morning. Teeing up call with Yermak Monday. Must have helped. Most uh, important is for Zelensky to say that he will help investigation and address any specific personnel issues if there are any. So they are already in their conversations outside of this, their verbal conversation saying, look, he's got a Zelensky. If he wants stuff, he has to uh, engage in certain behavior. He has to give us a very specific set of behaviors. He needs to say this stuff out loud. He needs to make a, a public statement about the things that the president wants. So Bill Taylor um, it starts worrying about this. He goes, Gordon, one thing Kurt and I talked about yesterday was uh, Sasha Danyuliuk's uh, point that President Zelensky is sensitive about Ukraine being taken seriously, not merely as an instrument in de Washington domestic reelection politics. And then Gordon says, absolutely, but we need to get the conversation started and the relationship built, irrespective of the pretext. I'm worried about the alternative. Volker says, and this is uh, the when they're planning the July 25th call, which is the one where Trump said the quiet part loud, added that magic word, though, to the end of we're going to need a favor. 
and which made it a quid pro quo in that moment. Volker says orchestrated a great phone call with Rudy and Yermak. They are going to get together when Rudy goes to Madrid in a couple of weeks in the meeting. Again, these are personal meetings. He is sending at an un like uh, uh, someone who has not been vetted by the Senate, someone who has not been cleared for any of this as a state department official effectively to meet on foreign soil with uh, a leader who is an ally we have, who needs military aid from us, who is in a hot war with Russia right now. Um, Volker is coordinating this for Rudy Giuliani, a private citizen and the alleged uh, defense attorney of the president. In the meantime, Rudy is now advocating for phone call. I have a call in a Fiona's replacement and we'll call Bolton if needed. Fiona's replacement uh, is the, the, I think the, <clears throat> the ambassador that uh, they were looking into replacing with. Um, but I can tell Bolton and you can tell Mick that Rudy agrees on a call if that helps. Gordon says, I talked to Tim Morrison, Fiona's replacement. He is pushing, uh, but free, but feel free as well. When we come back, I want to talk about the word deliverable, but we will also have the lovely and talented. Yeah. The lovely and talented Jackie Schechner will be joining us in the next hour. I'm super excited about this. That word down by the time she joins. Deliverable. You'll be able to pronounce it. There you go. Much better. We'll be back right after this. It's the health Park video program, mega worldwide. So I'm, I'm, uh, we're attempting uh, the the connection with Jackie Schechter. She'll be with us in just one moment. We lost Ike. We lost Ike, but he'll call us back. I insist um, because there's so much of this to to deal with. But I will say, um, let's see. Uh, so okay, cool. I think she might be connecting in just a moment. Um, this. The, the legal aspect of this, like Jackie Schechner and I have just started a um, a podcast that is just, uh, because everyone must have two um, for the Sexy Liberal Podcasting Network. My show, uh, the Al Sparks Radio Program, is now going to be carried on there as the uh, Al Sparks Radio Podcast Mega Worldwide. And it'll be kind of a truncated, shortened, uh, you know. Um, noise-free version where they'll cut out all of our kind of side references to hair metal and, and just get the facts, I suppose. But, uh, you know, um, and, the appeal. And, and by the way, I think we have Jackie right now. If she can hear us and we can hear her. I think she's there. We'll see, yeah. Jackie, are you there? I can Here's, hear you. Can you hear me? We can. Yay. There's Jackie. Technology the is awesome. Hi, all. 
Hi. So hold on. You're very hot. So I'm going to bring you down a little bit. And then you're great. Um, uh-huh. So Jackie and I, uh, Jackie, I was just telling um, Jackie, say hi, Johnny. Johnny, say hi, Jackie. And, hi, Johnny. Uh, hey, Jackie. It's yeah. Been years. This, it has. That was a nice, seductive hello. Hello. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> In the case of, you know, Jackie and I have just started this, you know, side podcast, as it were. We have not come up with a title yet. That's going to drive us crazy for a short order. But we started talking about the whistleblower law. Um, and and I'd like to reprise a small part of that, you know, in this segment with you, Jackie, if we could. Sure. About, you know, the if you can kind of bring everybody up to speed on the whole they changed the form controversy that we kept hearing from Trump and Lindsey Graham, um, who, by the way, Lindsey Graham went and said something. I'm going to play a clip and you guys can both, you know, jump in on this when you hear what he said. This is one of the most concerning things of the entire part of it is this idea that they want to out the whistleblower. They need him. You know, we know we need to know not only who he is, but who he talked to Trump saying, you know, these people are basically spies. What we used to handle spies differently when we were smart back in the old days, meaning kill them. Um, And here's Lindsey Graham dancing on the grave of John McCain again, um, talking to Sean Hannity about the whistleblower having secondhand knowledge. Yeah, I think it's very fair, but I'd like to know if the the whistleblower was not part of the conversation, who told him or her about it? Well, that sounds like, do you think somebody in the deep state that will get you six ways, but Sunday, according to Chuck Schumer, got him? Let me tell you, somebody told this person about a phone call they were not part of. Did they have a political agenda? Did the whistleblower have a bias? I'll make an offer tonight on television to the whistleblower. If you want to testify under oath uh, to the Senate Judiciary Committee, you're welcome to do so, because I want to find the truth. Right. Yeah, that's 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 Lindsey Graham's big concern. Can, yeah, can we back ahead. up on this for a minute? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, n- nobody's countering the allegations. <clears throat> and exactly. I think we need to keep that in mind yeah. that the whistleblower got this information, right. which was then corroborated by the inspector general, of the intelligence community in an independent two-week investigation to find out whether or not the allegations were urgent and, and credible. And the independent investigation found that they were, in fact, urgent and credible. Mm-hmm. And those allegations were then substantiated by the memorandum. I can't even say transcript because we don't even know if it's a full transcript of the conversation that President Trump it's had not. with the president of Ukraine. We, we, know, we know it's not a full transcript because it literally says so on the first page at the bottom. Correct. This is not a verbatim transcript of the phone Correct. call. We also know Correct. that one, one does exist and it's on a code level server that is reserved for things like the names of all the guys on the team who killed bin Laden and when the next covert strike is and where our nukes are hidden and all that. And by the way, do you know the, uh, the acronym for that server? I don't know what it spells out, but you know what that server is called? I thought it was nice. It is. It's called nice. That's That's nice. That's nice. (laughs) Oh, it's nice level. Can you imagine the talker around the office of that? Is, Is this a nice level? Uh, yeah. Code. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, that's probably the most complicated word that they could give Trump to remember. That's right. Um, 
so, I hate so saying nobody, that word. He can't actually utter it out loud. Mm-hmm. It's like the Fonz right. saying sorry, the right? Fonz and wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes, so the you're allegations right. haven't no been one, debunked. Nobody's and that's, been trying. No. And so, what they're doing is going after the people who helped bring these revelations right. to light. To kill the and snitch. It's a, right. Correct. And it's exactly the same thing. And I should add before I even go on with this is that it's all been corroborated. So not only do we know it's It's true, but then this memorandum was released. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, we now have the text messages that came out through uh, Volker's testimony this week. We got the text back and forth that even further shows that there was a complicated effort behind the scenes to pressure Ukraine to go out and announce that they were investigating the Bidens in exchange for both a meeting at the White House and then, as we know, help buying new defensive weaponry to protect themselves against the Russians. So. All of this is in the public domain now, and so there's no question as to whether or not it's true. But right. Lindsey Graham and the rest of them are going after whoever brought this information to light because they can't counter the actual allegations because yeah, they're, they're true. They're, they're not going after the, the fact that the kitchen is full of rotten food. They're going on a bug hunt. They're, right. they're literally. Exactly. Well, they're going they're, after the inspector who came yeah. in and said, right. hey, by the way, said, your kitchen's full of bugs. Right. And rotten food so, and nothing is right. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. And, and and so I think that's important to point that out. It's the same strategy that they took during the Russia investigation. Uh, the problem with that is that there were so many components of the Russia investigation that there was enough ambiguity to to try to create this deep state narrative. But the right. Ukraine situation is pretty straightforward. I heard uh, I think it was Rick Tyler this morning who said basically it's arms for yeah and i love that i mean it's a really great simple way of looking at it it's arms for dirt they tried to trade arms for dirt and there is no dirt so it's arms for made up dirt that's that that's the that's what i was going to say like that's the amazing part about this and 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 what makes it a classically trump deal is that he's willing to trade something that isn't his for something that doesn't exist. Like this dude, has, honestly, his whole life, this is, it's just been this weird shell game. And he doesn't even, if you look at what they wanted, the, he didn't need them to come out and say, we found stuff on Biden's son. We found stuff on CrowdStrike. Because the, our intelligence community and the State Department and government of Ukraine and the United States have already looked into this stuff and know there's nothing there. All they need is leading into an election to come out and do basically pull a Comey. He needs another Comey. He needs a right. moment where they go, look, there, I've got no evidence there's a crime here, but something smells funny to me, so I have to look into it. And right. never mind the fact that we'll never never find anything in the end. Never mind that there won't be anything there. There's no but you there need to there. Just inject that into the conversation. Totally. Just it so is some seed of doubt. He's literally looking how he won last time and going, I need another moment like that. I need somebody to, I need Zelensky's uh, AG essentially, you know, to come out and say, and basically give me a Comey. 
But here's the problem is that Russia orchestrated it the last time around. Trump's trying to do it himself. And in true Trump fashion, he's failing spectacularly. Yeah. yeah. What happened last time around was above his pay grade. Yes. (laughs) And now he's trying to emulate that and he's doing a terrible job. (laughs) And it's it's happening way too early. Uh, You know, he, he picked the wrong he picked the wrong theme because corruption right. is his middle name right. uh, it, it, none of it none of it is is well orchestrated or well thought out and it's it's going to end up backfiring uh, and, it, it has already in charge of it i mean of all yeah people, right like, <laughs> like even a trustworthy thing but like you're gonna and, and this is by the way this is how he governs he, you know he throws incompetence and sycophants at every issue and tries to find out what's best for him, not what's best for the country or the actual Oh, he doesn't care. I no. mean, we knew this all along. Come on. I mean, this is a 71 or so. I don't even know how old he is anymore. 71, right. 72 year old man. Yeah, something like that. Who, who's never cared about this country. He's never right. his entire life. I mean, besides the fact that he dodged the draft, he's been gallivanting about the world, trying to do deals in other countries. He hires people from other countries. He cuts corners at every turn. He's never cared about the United States. All of a sudden you think he's in office and he cares about the U.S. He cares his, about himself his and he running, cares about money. That's right. And his running buddy for 14 years was Jeffrey Epstein. Like they were right. thick as thieves forever. And we believe he's worried about corruption on yeah. like uh, I mean have you seen the video of him just making Jeffrey Epstein laugh at the party where it was like 40 women and he and Jeff were the only male guests or whatever like they had that you know of he, course. He, like this but corruption is what drives him crazy I don't care like literally that was the quote I said earlier but it was true he on the in front of all, everybody on his way to Marine One he's standing there going I don't care about politics I don't care about anything I care about corruption it's my you know I have a duty to ferret out corruption which by the way is a line Rudy Giuliani taught him about Article it's, 2 Section 5 or whatever you care you know, about you, corruption you don't care about it in your own government you don't care no. about it in your own country you don't care about it in your own life but and, somehow you're we're supposed to believe that you care about it in Ukraine? Come on. You don't, you don't care about it in private meetings with Vladimir Putin. You don't care about it in no. public meetings with Vladimir Putin. You don't Vladimir care about Putin's it. Vladimir Putin's dictating this. This entire thing is orchestrated. He didn't pick Ukraine out of a hat. Oh, my this God. It all has to do with, with Vladimir. It all goes back to Putin owning him financially and personally. A it U.S. Back, a- yeah. Yes. A U.S. asset. Uh, of the you know of the intelligence community who was giving us intel on Russia was pushed out a window two weeks after the meeting that Trump had in the Oval with with Kislyak and and Lavrov. I mean, yeah, it was, I mean it's, it's like a nineteen seventy spy film. Well, the guy who founded RT, who was Putin's media advisor, right. came to DC to speak with the Justice Department about the founding of RT and dies from a series of drunken falls in his hotel room in DuPont Circle the night before he's supposed to meet with the Justice Department. Right, yeah. I, mean, I don't know anyone who's ever died from a series of drunken falls. Yeah, well, unless you need... fan of years, but it eventually caught up to my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they, it, it, it was one of those, like, he fell down the stairs. When that 
didn't work. We pushed him down the stairs again. Was effectively yeah. what it was, you know? Like, yeah. Well, and, you know, the, the miraculously, the surveillance footage from the hotel is unwatchable and he was in his room and we don't know exactly how it happened, but it was a several drunken falls that killed him. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and spontaneous blunt force trauma, right? That's right. And P.S. Uh, Trump still argues with Theresa May on that other phone call about, you know, like he doesn't believe that Putin killed uh, the, you know, the, his former agent and his daughter tr- attempted tried to. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To. I mean, it the spy poisoning. I, you know, it, it that article was infuriating. That Washington yeah. Post article. A couple of things happened yesterday that were infuriating. I should bring right. them up. One is this. Well, let's, hold on. Let's take a break. Can okay. you hold on through the break? And we'll, I can hold on. I can. Like, it's yeah. a teaser. It's, it's a great. teaser. It's a whole teaser. Yes. The, the, yeah. The Washington Post article about their concerns about him, uh, on, you know, other people in the White House, by the way, that's largely sycophants at this point. He's broke oh out God. everybody who's not completely on the team. And even the people still left behind are really nervous about what we got to tee up does. for this rant because I am on a thing. And then we oh. have to talk about Mitt Romney because I got a thing on that, too. OK, I love that. OK, we'll be back right after this uh, with uh, Johnny Million and Jackie Schechner. And uh, even I'm still on the show. It's amazing. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Sounds much for your program, Mega Worldwide. This is Ron Calgo. And this is Robbie Earhart. And you're listening to the House Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. I, um, and by the way, for those of you that are wondering, uh, who are watching on the stream or whatever, and are, 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 I'm in San Francisco. I'm in my hotel room. So for that. better or worse, that's where I am. And we just had an earthquake right before I went on the air. Crazy. Oh, like, you did? Lit, oh yeah. It was, a, it was like a three point six or a three point nine, something like that. That I, I, I don't. I mean, I go. I've lived in California so long. I go by feeling, you know. So I was like, oh, that was a nice. That had a nice kind of a woody yet. Um, it had an <laughs> it had oaky notes. It kind had... of notes of three point seven vanilla. <laughs> that was a rolling oaky one, right? So uh, <laughs> it's got good stems or whatever the wine terminology is. But uh, yeah, that happened right before. It was like the hotel got hit by a bus. Fake wine like. tasting is one of my favorite hobbies, by the way. Like Fake going wine tasting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like going wine tasting and then just making stuff up to infuriate the wine snobs. That's one of my favorite activities. <laughs> oh, my God. That, oh, that's a show. You realize that in and of itself is a show. Like, then we should know. do that because that's really funny. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's fun to do. <laughs> I don't drink. So it would just be me oh, that's right. sniffing it, pouring it in my mouth, and then spitting it on the ground, going, There's too much alcohol in this. I can't. <laughs> you have enough duels. <laughs> right? just everybody lose their mind okay so let's let's talk a little bit about um these two things you know because we're going to be squeezed by the break anyway we've got about five minutes left before the break and jackie Schechner, by the way um she and i we haven't figured out a name for our podcast but we're diving into sort of the the legalese and the wonky aspects of bill stuff because both of us are very uh, excited by that thing and i think that's where you know the law actually where the rubber hits the road with the law and you want to know what the you know the the finer points are because sometimes people go why won't they just arrest that dude or how do they get away with that and you're like that's because there's a very there's a needle thin lane they are staying in and that needs to be either fixed later or it violates the spirit of law and that's kind of what we right. get into but so one of the things came up was this this washington post article uh, the title of which is Trump's calls with foreign leaders have long worried aides, leaving some, quote, genuinely horrified. <laughs> like we didn't know this from the yeah. beginning. It's just what it infuriated me because it, it's 
it's everything that we suspected yes. uh, and and kind of knew without confirmation. And then it's like, oh, we're all horrified. Well, good job, guys. Thanks for doing something about it. Like you're right. in a position to actually stop it and you've done nothing. And now that some brave whistleblower has come forward, you're telling the world how, world how mortified you are. And it and the, the details that came out in this article about the things that he said and done were just as bad as you could imagine. And that's the part that's so infuriating. It's like after the first time he made a sycophantic phone call to Vladimir Putin, maybe you should have raised your hand and, right. and asked to be dismissed. Like maybe at some point. Yeah, I'm going to resign that. if you don't stop that. Like is part of it. Like this is not. Yeah. So okay. So he promised Saudi Arabia he tried to get them into the G seven. I mean, it's the 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 type right. of stuff that that's in this. You should read it. You really should. I, oh, I, I highly have. recommend that everybody. Not you. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you read. The, you read everything. You. I see, you, yeah. you the general you. Yes. The <laughs> you Hal Sparks should read more. The no, that's I, right. That's what I need to do. Spend more time. Did you read it, Johnny? It. That's what I'm doing. That's no, right. I I think yeah. it's not All it's not our new one cast. It's. It's not our Wonkast. It's just us yelling at people to read stuff. Yeah, right. Um, you guys pick up a book for Christ's sake. Like, that's the whole show. Um, so <laughs> l- let's let's be abundantly clear, by the way. Um, there were a couple of days, uh, points in there that really stick out. One was, of course, his constant fawning over Vladimir Putin, which is no surprise to anyone, but is like it's become so normal that it's insane. This dude kills reporters, has people, his, uh, you know, anybody he's at odds with or or, you know, like who have started to tell the, you know, secrets of what Russia is doing illegally. He murders them. He he jails his political opponents. He shuts down any if you, there is no gay rights movement in in Russia yeah, yeah, at all yeah. because. Vladimir Putin wills it so like everything you would talk about the generic even the fact that the NRA and all these people suck up to him because they basically he's their money funnel for him you know right now to get money to Trump they pay through the NRA this is the NRA has become a money laundering organization for turning rubles into campaign cash for the Trump organization period end of story mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, irony, the irony is there are no gun rights in Russia you you can have a gun but they limit they license out the ammo and if you if if you buy 10 bullets and come back with eight casings, they want to know where the other two bullets are. Secondly, you can't have a handgun unless you've had a gun license for five years. They can take away that license at any point. Like all the stuff that the NRA would say is a slippery slope and is evil and all this stuff. Russia does it tenfold. And yet they're their best buddy in the whole world, largely because, like I said, they just skim 10 percent off the money they're passing on to Trump. That's what's happening. Well, Maria so- Butina and Alexander Torshin were part of the right to bear arms, which is the gun rights group in Russia, but there are no gun rights in Russia. So that alone has to tell you that it's a cover. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, the this is uh, there's a bunch of these folks. um, And by the way, I love Lindsey Graham's defense about, uh, you know, Trump's phone call, uh, you know, the, the phone calls that he's had. So there's a White House did not respond for question uh, for request for comment Thursday or Friday on this article when they were writing it up. Lindsey Graham, a Trump ally, said the president, quote, speaks his mind and diverges from other presidents who follow protocol. 
I don't know why that's a good. What? Why is diverging from protocol a good thing? Because you set a protocol. Your yeah. your your agenda is the protocol. It's not like he doesn't. He avoids protocol because that's a Democrat thing. Like that's how he's talking about it. speaking within the best interests of the country and keeping your thoughts and your calls organized when you're talking to countries that have undermined our elections and are still doing it apparently is is like something democrats do. like okay so he goes well, i don't understand where he's like freewheeling these conversations as if these are his buddies and he's not the president of the united states conducting actual diplomacy because they are and he isn't that's Correct. why I mean, really. But he goes, Graham said he saw nothing distressing in the president's July 25th call with Zelensky, which, by the way, says more about Graham than it does about the phone call, and said he expected it to be worse, partially given his own experience with Trump on the phone. Now, Trump has kept saying this whole thing like, these are my favorite people. Like, like people have said such a nice Lindsey Graham said, I never knew you could be so nice. Like that quote from him this week. And we're almost like we're we're, at, we're over the break, but I want to finish this thought on this. He goes, if you call, if you take half, this is Graham talking. If you take half of my phone calls with him, it wouldn't read as cleanly and nicely. So basically, what he's saying is, oh yeah, he leverages intel against me all the time. Yeah. It, like basically, Lindsey Graham is saying. Yeah, he wags in my face that Russia has my emails, so I better stay on the team or I'm going to get outed. Like, that's what that sounds like. That is it. So, anyways, this story is worth reading. I agree for everybody else. Um, we're out of time. Um, uh, and and Jack, Jack, I think you should come back and join us again. We'd love to have you. And I, Please. we will name the show. I'm going to post... Um, patrons will have the first view of the show, but it's it's going to start airing on the Sexy Liberal Podcast um, next yes. week, I think. And we're very excited about that fact. And, uh, like I love diving into this stuff with you. So, and it's it's going to be one of the shorter end ones. It's be about 20, 30 minutes tops. Yeah, we don't want to be too long because we can yeah. go on forever and ever. And ever. Oh my God, can we go on? <laughs> so it's like it's like Johnny and I when we get lost on a hair metal cul-de-sac. Like it, it can yeah. just it just. I just, forgot. When we were chatting the other day, I forgot that there are times where I need to like rein you back in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> There's a little well. bit of like a howl wrangling, and I forgot about that until oh. we were chatting the other day. And I was like, oh. "Oh, that's right." When we used to do Stephanie's show together, there was a little bit of like, "I think we're really far off the reservation." Yeah, we gotta Let's get come back. back. <laughs> come on, bring it back. Keep it in the lane. But um, thank you, Jackie Schechner. We adore you. Thank you for coming on today. Um, oh, it's and, my pleasure. Yeah, and we'll have you back on again now that this actually works. And uh, and thank you, patrons, for making impossible it's wonderful so uh thanks jackie um we're gonna take I love a break. this and i love this chat yeah. i'm excited about this i know it's awesome and by the way stick around in the chat if you would like i would love to continue to talk to you i have no doubt as the show continues uh tune in every weekend enjoy the podcast as we start to launch it this week thanks so much on the sexy liberal podcast network million you're awesome thanks you thanks devin uh thanks to all our callers thanks to ike thanks to everybody in the chat room stick around on the youtube channel if you want like and subscribe we'll be here uh think about becoming a patreon we'll see you next time hey this is Frangela, and we host the final word with Frangela and Idiot of the Week podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, you'll love our show, where every week we talk about real news, real funny. So come on over and listen to the final word with Frangela and find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.